Welcome to Notting Real Estate with me, National Core. In this podcast episode, we are going to discuss about how to manage a project within the budget you've set. Uh, when you're building, how do you set a budget and ensure that you manage a project within, within that budget? Um, but before we do that, let me just remind you about uh, my latest book, um, The Seven Rules of Real Estate Investment. Uh, get a copy of this book if you're seeking to invest in real estate, if you're seeking to bulletproof your investment in real estate. Get this book either directly from us, you can get it from Nuria Bookstore. Uh, it will help you, it will let you understand what are the rules that you need to follow while seeking, while investing in real estate. Every sector has its own rules. Real estate certainly has some of the most punitive rules when you are seeking to invest in it. Yes, still the sector with the highest returns. Real estate has the best returns than any other sector in this country. But it has rules. I talk about the seven critical rules you must follow when investing in real estate. Get this book. Now, um, one of the issues that we face as a country and as an industry is uh, cost overrun on projects. And that's what I want to discuss. Cost overrun on projects. How do you avoid cost overrun on projects? How do you manage a project within budget? Because we have normalized the abnormal. It's, 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 it's given. Every project we do in this country, be it public or project, is nearly certainly guaranteed that it will delay. Okay? And yet, the the very definition of a project, and, and I speak that as a project manager, the very definition of a project is that a project must have a budget. There's nobody who starts a project without a budget. So how come when we use, use, use standard development of 100 million, it ends up at 120? I have raised this concern before that we have given that luxury, even in arts, the Public Procurement and Asset Disposal Act, allows for that luxury of variations on cost that you can vary a project by 25% government projects. I have I've talked that a lot about that as one of the budgeted corruptions that we have prescribed in law. That in public sector, a project of 100 million is allowed to go to 125. It's absurd. In a country that's developing, it's absurd. And that luxury and that luxury is what has allowed us now to have this ballooning cost of on projects that has in, uh, affected even the private sector. We are, we are no longer finishing our projects on, on budget. Or, I mean, what's going on? So I want to discuss how, how you can build your project within budget. And I'm going to talk about it from project management perspective. How do you get a project that if you set to do a billion project, you certainly get that project within a billion. First of all, I am, I am aware and, and as a project manager, I am very much aware and alive to the fact that project has variations, that projects are affected by changes, that you do a project in an environment that is ever dynamic, economically, every, environmentally, there are issues that certainly could be beyond your control, even as a project manager. So you'll plan, but you're building in an environment, a wild environment that is always changing. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we just saw the fuel prices going up. For instance, certainly you wonder how if you are doing mass excavations on a project, now fuel has gone up, all right? How are you going to deal with that on a project? You can still plan your project that foresees some of these things, that has shock absorbers to some of these things, and finish your project on budget. I am not saying you're going to run a rigid project. Life cannot allow you to have a rigid project. You do not have a project controlled in an environment that is controlled by you alone. I'm alive to that far. But projects face a lot of challenges. Projects face a lot of uncertainty, politically, economically, or otherwise. There are a lot of uncertainties that affect a project, that certainly affect cost. But a good project that is planned must be alive to these facts on the planning perspective of it. It must be alive to the fact that there are certain uncertainties that we don't know and you must cushion ourselves against these uncertainties. What am I trying to say? If your budget is 100 million, for instance, you cannot certainly do a project and cost it to the T to 100 million. Probably you cost it to 190 and you have a contingency of 10 million. That's one of the things that uh, we can begin to have on projects. Okay? Uh, that you have contingency that allows for these eventualities. One of the best ideas. And that's why I've always refused, and I cannot be convinced otherwise, that we can have a luxury law that varies a project by 25%. A project that varies by 25% is a poorly planned project. A project should not vary if it is properly planned by 25%. That luxury is what is building people's homes and that greed of public of theft of public money starts there. We need to stop that nonsense. Okay? Now, how do you get a project on budget? Now, in project management we say a project fail at the beginning. Projects do not fail during construction project fail during design stage. So if you're going to begin to manage a project on time, on cost, trust me, it begins in design stage. The most critical stage for a, managing a project within budget is design stage. You know, uh, we sort of hurry projects in design stage. Yeah, there's no much attention paid from concept to detailed drawings and all those stuff. We want to take the shortest time possible. And I hear clients saying, no, I want to get this project to site within two weeks, within one week, within three weeks. And the architects is made to rush this project all through. That project will have variations. That project will have variations. There is no two way around it. If you rush a project, if you rush a project that much on site, in design stage, you're only going to execute the failures that you've designed for. So the first thing that you must do is you must pay close attention to design stage. One of the things you must do that a project cannot go to site without detailed drawings. A project cannot go to site without detailed drawings. That is one of the key things that a lot of people that are doing projects make. One of the key mistakes they make. I have had architects, engineers, uh, boasting about how they have two, two, three drawings on 200 million projects 
fight. If you do not decide in design stage of what the window is, and trust me, even if it's a mild seal window, there are a thousand designs of that mild seal window. If you don't decide in design stage what the tile is, because there are a thousand types of tiles and rails. If you don't decide in design stage what the kitchen look is, how many drawers do you have, how many cabinets do you have, if you don't decide in design stage the kind of wardrobe, the kind of doors you're going to have, if you don't decide these things in design stage conclusively and cost for them and their detailed drawings for them, you will not manage a project within budget. It cannot. As I've always said, you must, as a client, you must refuse the consultants. You must refuse that the consultants cannot design while in, while in construction. Because a lot of consultants like doing it. A lot of consultants like designing while on site. Design stage, and we call it even by its name, it's design stage. The design must freeze on contract award. The design must freeze at tender. And you go to site to implement, not to design. But if you begin to have consultants who design while construction is ongoing, you will not manage a project on time. So the first thing you have to do, please ensure the project has detailed drawings before you cut you, you groundbreak. And the bill of quantities is done. The final bill of quantities that generate the contract sum is done on detailed drawings. So the engineer has done his detailed drawings, including the bar bending schedules. So the quantity surveyor can measure to the T the steel. You have the bar bending schedules, you have the instructional engineer's detailed drawings. To the T. The architect has not only designed the layers, he's designed all the details. He has the tiling layers. You know what height you're tiling the bathroom. You know what height you're tiling the kitchen. As I've said, you know the kind of kitchen uh, you're doing. Okay? That is agreed in design stage. What is the cost of that kitchen? Does it have a granite or Kalinga stone or quad stone? What is the granite top? What is the kitchen top? How many cabinets are you going to do? Is there an inbuilt fridge, inbuilt cooker? All those things decided in design stage. Go to the tiling. What kind of tiles are you supposed to have? Is it ceramic? Is it porcelain? Of what rate? Is that acceptable to you? Can you afford that? So the architects has done every project detailed design. What is the door stopper? Including the door stopper. What kind of door stopper do you have? What is the scutting that, uh, that you have? Is it timber or is it tile? Do you have aluminium windows? Do you have PVC? Do you have steel, steel casement windows? Do you have steel railings at the balcony or mild steel? And what design does it, how does it look? Because design is important. The architect must give those details. The project is, de is designed to the T, to every detail that is required for costing. And then the quantity surveyor cost for it. So you have a final bill of quantities that is cost, everything is costed for. Quite a number of our projects go to site with these details hanging. A number of projects go to site with these details hanging. 
And when projects go to site with these details hanging, forget about building a project within budget. Forget about it. As a developer, forget about it. That is why we cannot just build projects within budget. So ensure the bill of quantities is costed for on detailed drawings. The mechanical engineers detailed drawings. The electrical engineers detailed drawings. Everything is costed for. What socket do you have? What socket are you supposed to do? It's decided for in design stage. Now I'm not, I'm alive to the fact that things change and the architects will be required to have some design during construction, all the engineers. But they cannot be fundamental design work. They cannot be fundamental design work. There will be changes and they will be expected to do some changes on site. Yes, some details will be clarified, yes. But conclusively, the, the design stage should cover everything. Project fail in design stage. Project go to variation in design stage. If you do not have proper details before going to site, forget about finishing a project in budget. That is why we have cost variations. Number two is on changes. Now, uh, scope creep is one of the biggest issues we have on, on projects. Scope creep, scope changes. And, and here, clients are very, very vulnerable. Okay, as a project manager, I fight with my clients every single time on whether a change is necessary. Because if I don't do that, I, I have to forget about finishing a project on budget. And, and when you carry out proper detailed drawing design and carry along, as a developer, you carry along doing that process, there will be minimal changes on site. But changes is one of those issues you have on site. And, and one of the issues you use to manage cost changes on site is the change control form. Change control form is one of the best tools to manage cost on site. Actually, it's also a good tool for time management and even scope management because a change control form analyzes a change in terms of cost, for instance. What is this change in terms of cost? How much is it going to cost the project? And before that change is accepted, the cost is generated. So the client is proposing this change. How much is it costing us in terms of money? How much will it cost us in terms of time? Okay? So a change control form is one of those beautiful things that you can use to manage changes on site. And I use it on my projects. One of the key things we use to control cost, to manage cost within budget. So managing a project within cost is not easy. In today's society, in today's built environment where very few people are alive to cost management, you have to be really ruthless as a project manager, for instance, to ensure a project is finished on budget. So you have to manage changes on site. And there will be changes on site. The thing is, as I said earlier, however much you plan, however much you plan, there are certain things that are going to be beyond you. But you have to balance it out. You have to have the shock absorbers, and I said you must have the shock absorber of contingency sums that are going to take care of your eventualities, the force majeures, the things that are totally out of your way. You could foresee them. Okay? But then you're also going to have the change control forms that really bring sense to people before a change is implemented and the cost is generated that this change is going to cost you X. Do you accept or not? Number three, 
is the PC sum or the provision of sums. That is always one of another avenue for variations on projects. A lot of the times you find that the prime cost sums, these are the prime cost sums or the provision of sums that are put in a bill of quantities really lacked thought through before they were generated. So you'll find the you'll find the quantity surveyor has allowed for a PC sum of a provision of sum for generator for instance. But there was no consultation between the quantity surveyor and the electrical engineer to know what KVA was required for that generator. So that the sum that's allowed for to procure a generator is sufficient. Okay? I always say that sum needs to be sufficient not only to cover for the generator cost, but also to cover for the profit and attendance of the contractor. So provision of sums is one of the areas also you must watch out for for variations. A lot of the times, a lot of variations emanate from provision of sums, from PC sums, because there was no careful thought given around them. Landscaping, you'll find a sum of half a million allowed for landscaping. And when the landscape architects come to do his scope, he has a sum of two million. So the quantity surveyor while generating those costs must, must really have some backing. There has, be, there has to be thought through process for allowing provision of sums in bill of quantities. If you don't do that, you're going to have variations. You cannot complete a project on budget. So look at the provision of sums. Don't celebrate when you have the measured items accurately. Look at the items that are not measured, the items that have been uh, allowed for provision on. The items that have been estimated, if I may. There is where your variations will come from. And a lot of times, that's where project variations emanate from. So check out that the sums, before you award, before you go for tender, before you finalize a document, as a project manager or as a developer, run through those provisional sum numbers. And sometimes they're very substantial in a project. That the ball sum that has been allowed for is enough to drill a borehole and give it a pump to a functional borehole. That the swimming pool cost that has been allowed for as a provisional sum is enough to do a swimming pool and provide including the, the equipments for the pool. That the boundary wall sum allowed for is enough to do the boundary wall as per the architects provided detail. Because sometimes even the boundary wall is a pro the quantity surveyor has allowed for a very elementary, basic boundary wall. And the architect has a, this uh, beautiful boundary wall design. So watch out for provision of sums. If you're going to manage a project within budget and ensure you started the 100 million budget, you are on it or less. Provision of sums is your place you have to watch out for. If not, you're in problems. And as I said, ensure that sum will cover for the work and cover for the attendance, profit and attendance to the contractor. That's something allowed for. So, those are the, what I would say, the three most critical elements that I will advise you to watch out for when managing, a, to manage a project within budget. If you're going to manage a project within budget, those three items are critical for you. Okay. Of course, generally as a project manager, you need to go through the drawing, go through the BQ, ensure there are no errors. I, I, 
one time we were on a project where um, the Kundi Savoya while measuring steel for the typical flaws, he missed a flaw. Yeah, instead of multiplying typical flaws times seven, he did times six. That variation was 30 million. Just that mistake. So of course you have to be alive that the rates and the quantities allowed for in the bill of quantities will work. Personally, I never celebrate when I see a low rate in a BQ because I know either the contractor is desperate, it will bite at some point. And I always implore on the team that when a rate is too low before you award, we must discuss that rate with the contractor. So you have to ensure that the rates, probably that is the fourth point, that the rates and the quantities of the BQ, really, they have to match. There is no need of celebrating a lower rate, and then when you come to do the work, the contractor is unable to do that work, and you have to get a new, a new contractor to do that work at the current market rate. You have a variation. Your budget is over the roof. So watch out for those critical things. Number one, go to site with detailed drawings. If you need to take six months to do detailed drawings, please do it. I advise clients every single time, developers, do not be in a hurry at design stage. Projects fail in design stage. So if you need three months to arrive, do a project, proper project drawing, so be it. Take three months to do those drawings. The big cue is on the digital drawings. Everything is decided in design stage and everything is agreed for to the T. The architects has all the detailed drawings. The engineers are detailed drawings. The quality survey is going to cost the BQ on detailed drawings. Number two is watch out for scope creeps and use change control forms. A change has to be costed for before it is decided on. Very important. So that you manage variations. And as I said, there will be variations. Okay? Number three, watch out for, for, for the provisional sums. A lot of the times, variations will come from the provisional sums. The estimated sums. And it's because the, the person estimating didn't give enough thought to the estimation. And, and sometimes they don't give enough thought because they want the, the bottom line of the project to make sense. The client wants 90 million, so they'll cut easily provisional sum areas. Those sums need to make sense. If a ball has been allowed for, you must ensure that ball rate will work and allow you to drill the ball and, and equip the ball. And pay profit and attenders on the same sum. Number four, check out for rates. Check out the rates that have been the bill of quantities, that the rates that make sense. Do not celebrate when rates are low. Okay? I have changed rates of contractors before awarding because the rates are low. And when they are low, that is a potential variation on site. They will not do that work. And by the time you get someone to do that work, it will be expensive. That project has gone up. If you borrowed, you have a variation and bugs don't cover it for you. Get contingencies, sums. If you have a 100 million budget, budget a project at 90 million. Have a 10 million, 8 million contingency. I'm alive to the fact that we are facing a lot of vagaries. The cost of materials can go up. You need to cover it. Taxations can come up. We are in a global economy that affected by so many uh, issues around us globally. So have a contingency. 
Bottom line, if you're going to manage a project on time, you're going to be ruthless. Extremely ruthless with following the plan. The laxity that you see on site that brings variations cannot be allowed. So if you are the project manager developer that wants a project on budget, and it's possible, a project was meant to finish with a budget. And I've said this many times, we have sort of redefined projects that we no longer have budgets. It's impossible. So follow those four rules. Watch out for those four issues and you're going to finish your project within budget. Thank you.